Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the CC Radio Podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. All right, tonight I would like to welcome Belle to the show. Belle, thank you for joining us. Hello, how are you? Very good, and thanks for coming on the show. You um, you have quite the encounter to tell us. You um, you experienced quite a, as you would say, a spaceship back in the uh, in the eighties. Do you mind kind of taking us back to the start of that event and kind of breaking that down for us? Yeah. Um, well, we're actually, um, we lived in the outskirts of Melbourne, in a little town called Reedy Creek, uh, which is in between Strath Creek and Broadford. And um, probably about 30, 40 k's just out of the main town, local town. And we were on our way, we were invited to a friend's house for dinner, and on the um, these little windy road tracks, and um, probably a bit of a hill climb, where my friends had lived, um, me and my husband were actually stopping for a dinner at their home, and um, anyway, so... We had a nice dinner, and then we left. And on the way home, we um, we knew every farmhouse um, that was in the area, so it was pretty well known to us. Actually, the environment and everything around us. And then there was some lights in a distance. My husband said to me in the car. Well, gee, they must be having a bit of a party up ahead. Gee, the packs are pretty well lit up tonight. I said, well, yeah, 
I wonder what kind of lights they're using. They're pretty powerful. We get it a little bit closer and these lights become a little bit more prominent. And for a joke, my husband had actually said to me, well, never known there's a property out that paddock there. He said, do you think it could be a UFO? And I said, oh, don't be so ridiculous. Get a little bit more closer. And then we both just looked at each other. We slowed the car. He slowed the car right down. He said, well, he said, we're witnessing something that we shouldn't hear. He goes, are you seeing what I'm seeing? I said, yep. And then I started panicking. I said, you have to turn back around. Come on. I've never seen anything like it in my life. The road that we were actually on was a little dirt road and we are pretty high up on a mountaintop. So we had no way we could turn around. That's how thin narrow the roads were. So my husband said, well, all we can do is just drive past it. He said, I'm going to put my foot flat. He started panicking himself. My actual husband is a pretty rugged, tough man. Never known him to be scared of anything as we approached and driving past this thing, it was just the most unbelievable sight I can assure you that I've seen. And with great fear, we both, even my husband, and he, he's not a, he's a man's man. He started screaming himself and he said, you know, God's sake, the babies both started screaming. They were actually two on floor at the time and um, so I just grabbed them in the back seat and held them in my arms while we're driving past this thing and while we were driving past I saw like a arm shooting out of the window like not an arm but it was like a tube there was a couple of them and on these tubes it had like a light or something, or a camera or something. There was a couple of them around, perhaps three or four around the, sh the ship, whatever you want to call it. And this thing was, I'm telling you, was probably about three or four houses wide. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. Like, how can one thing be so big and no one inside has seen this thing? And um, these arm things that started shooting out started heading towards the vehicle. And with that, I started screaming and my husband said, what's wrong as he's driving past with great speed? I said, oh, it's coming, it's coming at us. And like the, the UFO wasn't moving, it was just sort of hovering there. And um, then this thing shot out and I could see it coming towards the car. And this narrow road that we were on, all I remember was my husband, we both were screaming and the children were screaming. And as we sort of went past this thing and I knew this thing came shooting out and then the weirdest thing experienced happened after that. We should have actually probably, I don't know how we're alive, 
to be honest with you. I think the vehicle lost control of the car as we're going down the cliff. I just remember going past this thing and I cannot explain this feeling with anyone not believing me. It was, we should have crashed. We should have went off the cliff in the car. And it was like something, I don't know, we missed something and we were back on the road going down our fears where we're going straight to the police station because we need a local cop. And as we're still going down this cliff, because that's where we've got to go down a long road into the local town, which is still probably about 25 k's away. And I don't know actually what happened. We get to the police station and that feeling of like crashing that car, I know something happened just right there. Like I don't know. Anyway, so we get to the police station. My husband and I went running in with the children and they were actually sitting down eating dinner at the time. And we ran in there and I was hysterical and the wife said, sit down, blah, blah, blah. My husband explained to them, come on, we've seen a UFO. Um, We can't explain it, but come on, cop said, Peter, his name was at the time. He said, come on, jump in the car. Quick, I'll take his back out there. No, I'm not going out there, I told him. I can't go back out there. So my husband went back out with the police officer. And by the time they got there, the army was there. There was probably about 14, 15 army trucks with radars on it. Actually, <laughs> some of them were huge, <laughs> like the radars they had on them. And... um. Anyway, so the strange thing was, my husband and I, well, I waited with the police officer's wife. My husband, with the police officer, the army had actually, when they kind of got out there, the, the army's still there. And then the constable comes back and he says to my husband, and while well, we brought the army officer over to him, and said, you've uh, actually witnessed a top security aircraft. Someone will be out in your house in the morning. Someone took the details and everything. Actually, I've gotten so dry in my mouth right now, <laughs> thinking about this. Take, it, take a minute if you need it. No, because, do you know what? It's actually a really frightening... I, the fear that I had in me back then, like even like I'm talking about now, because it's actually bringing back memories of, Actually, that fear that we had in us for many years afterwards, experiencing that. Yeah, it, it really does sound like a, a quite a terrifying encounter there, Belle. So, if you if you need a minute, just let me know. I know something happened to us um, from that experience, and whether people believe this or not, uh, because anyway, I'll finish the story where the police officer anyway witnessed top security aircraft. So they've come back and we went home. Next morning, about 5.30 in the morning, we had the army at our doorstep and the Air Force, someone from, um, I forget who they were called, wanting to investigate in what we'd seen. Anyway, so we had both, the army and some Air Force people had come out 
Anyway, they told us that we had witnessed a top security aircraft and when they started interviewing us each separate in a room, me and my husband, and we had to draw photos of, we had to draw what we had seen and not unexpectedly, we didn't know that they were going to um, ask us that at all. So with that, he's drawn the same thing as I probably have. I've actually probably still got the photos, that um, drawings that we drew. And my four-year-old daughter, they also took her and they made her draw what we'd seen. She more or less, a little tiny girl at four years old, drew this round thing to what she thought it was that she'd seen. So with that... um you know, of course, next day there was a lot of TV cameras and whatever else. Uh, I didn't want to do no interviews. I actually told there was one of um, they uh, told me they were from from Channel Seven. They would never see this like interview, but later on down the track they might use it five years or something. I thought, well, by then no one's not going to recognise me because you know I'm going to be older, better, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, um, that went by. It took a long time, like, the fear of my husband, I will never forget. He, he we slept with a gun beside our bed every night, thinking we just knew something had happened, but we wasn't sure. And, and just thinking of how big this thing was, like, we just couldn't believe... You know, like, how come the whole world sort of should have seen it? This is how bloody big it was. It seemed that big, but it wasn't. And um, anyway, a couple of weeks went by after the sighting. Then we had a... Um, my brother actually lives in the local town, and we had this guy going around looking and asking questions. And he was a professor from... from he was actually flew all the way from America and he wanted to hypnotise us. But he didn't, couldn't find out where we were living. So someone in the local town told him, yeah, that's Cheryl's brother. You know, he lives here. He might be able to give you some information about them. Anyway, um, he had called me when he was there. I said, no, no, I didn't want to do it. They wanted to hypnotise us to see what we'd experienced. And I wouldn't let that happen. But now I wish to God I did. Because over the years of just different things that have, like afterwards that had happened, maybe we'd get some answers of what, what sort of these feelings. And I still get this feeling every now and then. Um, yeah. But I, I think if they wanted to hurt us, what I experienced, what I saw... I think they're definitely here now to protect us. That's my my view, because this I'm telling you this thing, and the technology, and you know you see the movies of the hovering and stuff like that, and the lights that light up. Well, let me tell you, they've got like unbelievable technology of what they've built, whatever it is, because this thing. It was just, I think that's why it was so fearful for me to think, wow, how, who could build such a thing? Not even this, not even people in the movie could build such a thing. 
you know, and um, then things happened afterwards. Do you mind kind of going into the other things that happened if you feel comfortable talking about it? Well, after probably about three months, four months down the track after we witnessed the thing, one night I was laying there. It was a really hot summer's night. And where I lived, I lived on, you know, a farm. And in a distance, I had my bedroom windows. No one, my nearest neighbor is about 10 k's away. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, on a really hot night, you always have your farm windows open and your curtains or whatever. And I just had shears on my windows and I was just laying there. And something had woken me up a noise and I could hear for from a distance uh, like a hovering noise and like a noise. And I sort of looked out at the window and just as the shadows being you know, a dark night and you can see the moonlight and everything but from a distance you could see like a shadow of light and as it got closer and this noise got louder you could see that something was lighting up the house and then I started panicking I knew there was something above the house and I could hear uh, I was trying to actually wake up my husband, but I couldn't scream. I couldn't yell. I just froze, maybe in fear. I'm not sure. Um, I wanted to scream, but I couldn't because I knew there was something out there. And it was another... I can't explain it. Was it was just a strange experience again. And then I knew... I just sort of froze and all I remembered was in, I don't know what time frame, um, I just started screaming and I could, then all of a sudden my husband said to me, what's wrong, what's wrong? You know, had woken up and I said, oh, I don't know if I'm dreaming or what, but in the distance, again, this thing, I could see it flying off and like the noise and the shadow and the light disappearing. So whatever it was, it came over the house. And he said, oh, I've had a terrible dream myself. He said, maybe it's a dream. He said, you tell me your dream first. And he looked at me and he said, oh, God. He said, I'm going to finish your dream off. And besides me telling my husband in the between us I've had two babies screaming my four-year-old and the two-year-old but this is why I was I know I wasn't dreaming I could hear them screaming but I couldn't even move I couldn't even speak I couldn't even yell at my husband to go get them with that my husband said I'll finish the dream off for you and he said I maybe." Maybe we're dreaming. He said, 
Yeah, he said, in that dream, I had the same experience. He said, they were here at the house and they took, tried to take Jessie from her bed. He said, and we got, he goes, I've got to the, to the, what would I call it? The spaceship, the ship. And he said, they took her. He said, no, I was trying to bring her back. He said, I kept pulling their legs and they pulled. I said, what did they look like? He said, I saw them. He said, what did they look like? I said, what did they look like? And, it, and he explained to me, he said, they're manly, but ain't looking. That's what he explained to me. Anyway, so I said, okay. I, I said, come on, we'll go and check the babies. And, you know, like we're still trying to, like, work out what's happening and what is in a dream where we're both dreaming. So we went back to bed, put the babies in the bed, went back to sleep, and you would not believe what happened in the morning. We're sitting at the breakfast table. My daughter, the four-year-old, said, Mummy, I'm scared. They tried it just out of the blue. Sat there, Mummy, I'm scared. Monkeys try to take me away, Mummy. Mummy's try, Mummy, monkeys tried to take me away last night. I'm really scared. Oh, wow. And that's the way she explained it. And with that, me and my husband looked at each other and I thought, wow, <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> have, you, have you ever encountered anything like this again or is that kind of uh, a one-off thing? No, it wasn't. Then after probably a month later, and this happened for about six months every night, probably about where I lived and where we had our farmhouse. At the back, we had um, probably about 30 acres that went up like on a bit of a mountain and a hilltop. And just on the back of the hilltop, every night, probably about eight, quarter past eight every night, this bloody light, like, would just, it would just hover there. You, you couldn't actually see a shape of anything, just all lights, and just every night for probably about six months. Then one day, after about two weeks of actually fighting this thing, um, we end up very good friends of ours. We got them. We said, listen... We're not sure if we're going crazy here, but we need you to see something. Can you tell us what we're seeing? So we brought them to our home, quarter past eight, eight o'clock. There's things there. We're all just sitting there waiting. And it sits there for probably about a good half an hour. And then it just, like, takes off. Be the light. It would just, just, just disappear to nowhere. Nowhere to be seen. The speed of it is just incredible. Like, like it's just gone. And um, so they actually witnessed it too. They said, told me and my husband, they said, we believe everything now that you've told us, what you've experienced. I just can't explain what you've seen. He said, mate, I honestly cannot believe... <sighs> what I've seen. 
he said, it's just amazing. He's, you know, he actually told us to go and see someone and tell them, you know, what we've been experiencing. And I thought, well, if we'd done that, well, people are definitely going to think we're crazy, you know, but yeah, I should have probably when I went back then, you know, you know, because you live in a small town, you don't tell anyone the story because as soon as that was on the news, they all actually all, you know, we're pretty well respected people in the town. But after that, we were sort of called like we're crazy. <laughs> so, which I, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of one of the, the side effects of, I guess, having an experience like this is that it's incredibly hard to share this with someone who hasn't experienced it. Um, but in saying that, do you know if anyone else in the um, in your city saw anything like this as well? Um, well, with my... I recently just lost my husband not long ago and probably about two years ago and um, I was actually on my way home I live where I live now is in Kurirup on the outskirts of Melbourne again in a little country town on the back roads I was coming home and it was after a tragic night I experienced with my husband and uh, I I was just driving along and then all of a sudden uh, this, I actually blinded me, this light came from the sky and that same experience, that same fearful thing came over me again and I don't know what happened. Did you lose any time? Yes. And that's the same feeling that I had when we should have crashed the car. Do you know how much time you lost? I don't know. I don't know. I've got no idea. But it was exactly the same as like when we we lost control of that vehicle. We should have been all killed the first time that happened, that, that feeling of like we've lost time. Um, something's not right here. You know, um, all I remember screaming in that car, like I screamed that night on the way home from my husband that I just lost. And I, yeah, that feeling of how I, I thought I had crashed into a truck the night that I lost my husband with this light that was on the road, but I didn't. Here I am talking to you. But that feeling, that feeling, I, I can't, I can't explain that feeling of like someone put me back here or something. And I'm sure it was from the sky. I saw this light up ahead in the distance coming like just like And then all of a sudden it was there in front of me on the road. Do you have any idea what it might be? It was the same thing that I, the same shape I could see in, in the sky. Okay. So I am, and I'll tell you a funny little thing. I've actually remarried to my second husband, the one that I just lost. My husband, my first husband, I was with him for 23 years, the one I experienced the UFO with. Many years later, probably about 15 years later, my husband got very ill and he went to the hospital. And they came back and they asked me, Has your husband been shot? I said, No, God, no. And they had told me that there's a metal object implanted near his 
uh, back of the brain near his neck, which they can't remove because if they remove it, it could kill him. So that till today is still in him. You're kidding. No, I swear. Yeah, true. Wow. So he's never been shot. He's never been in any trouble that he knows of. So we were really quite surprised. And I've read things over the years of different encounters. But this is, I'm, I can't, I'm not sure. There's something that's not, we did experience. I can't explain. I'm only telling you the truth now of what I experienced with my husband. And I still, till today, think to myself, well, you know, took a lot of time, like years, to get over the fear. And then it was brought back recently again with the the, the sighting. So I'm, I'm not sure what's happening. Do you think it's something not from this world? Oh, definitely. It's definitely this thing that I saw, I'm telling you, was not from this world. There was another, actually, why... When I go back and I think about it, in the home that we lived in, where we experienced the sighting, I remember actually probably about three or four weeks later, we had um, two guys come up into a home and they I thought they were actually Mormons, to tell you the truth. But um, no, they weren't. They did have a Bible. And they said to me, um, oh, hi, they introduced themselves. And, and they just said, I, we want to put your mind at ease. We heard that you've had an experience. And we want to put your mind at ease. And they actually had this really old, like a Bible. And in there they showed me a verse that the world will end in fire but someone from up above will stop man from destroying earth. I don't know that it was a passage, and all I remember was like it was a verse that more or less, that always stuck in the back of my mind. And that's always what put my mind at ease over the years to think, well, they're here to protect us. And that's what I believe now. I still believe that because this thing, man, they've got the technology to just wipe out the whole Earth and planet and every human being, I'm telling you what I saw. They're here for a reason and I'm not sure what for. I just hope that someone believes my story. I have actually kept this for many years inside. <laughs> it's, you know what, Belle? It's an absolute pleasure that you've been sharing it with us tonight. It's, um, it's something that... Um, I'm very appreciative of, and I'm sure all the listeners of the podcast are really going to, to find your story quite intriguing, and hopefully it can help someone else out there who may have witnessed or experienced something very similar. Yeah, I hope so too. I I, I absolutely hope that there's someone out there that has experienced the same thing as me that might be able to help me, help me understand what I've seen and what's probably still happening over the years, you know, and I, I don't understand why. I mean, you know, I'm not a crazy person. I take life pretty serious, but I don't understand that. And I, if I talk, I mean, look, I'm talking to you guys right now, but um, whether you believe it or not, 
it doesn't matter, but someone might be out there that might be able to help me understand. I want to just take the opportunity to say thank you for joining us on this episode. And um, hopefully this has been enlightening for you as long as, as well as some listeners. Yeah, I hope so too. Thank you for having me. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.